Hey ladies, you know what time it is. It's breakthrough time and I am here to bring you messages of personal stories, exclusive one-on-one interviews with industry professionals, female leaders, entrepreneurs. If you're ready to break through every obstacle, overcome self-doubt, increase confidence, develop a positive mindset, hit subscribe and let's break through together. I'm super excited for today's interview. We have Laura Ratliff. She is Mrs. Australia. Yes, you heard it. Australia International 2020. And Laura is a wife. She's an entrepreneur. She's a public speaker. She's a philanthropist. She grew up in Sydney, Australia. And I am just super honored to have you on the show today, Laura. Um, We connected here on Facebook. And it's just amazing what social media does, especially during these crazy times of the coronavirus. We make new friends, new connections all over the world. So Laura, I'm super excited to get chatting with you and learn more about you. So welcome to the show and thank you so much for joining us today. It's so sweet, Tori. Thanks for having me on. I know uh, coronavirus has just made everything so crazy. So it was really nice meeting you online during, I think it was the winter pageant, seminar that you're in so yeah yes shout out to Alicia Darby that's her winter pageant seminar so yeah it's (laughs) awesome so Laura just dive in a little bit and tell us a little bit more about your background I know you have a lot going on um and just a little bit more about what you're up to currently great thanks Tori well my background's a little bit all over the place I started uh, acting and dancing at the age of five because I was so shy that my mum put me into acting class and it really helped me with confidence and so forth um, then I went on to doing uh, acting and dancing at a selective performing arts high school in my mid-20s built a business around performing to kids um, ten years later I now have the business Australia wide it's in the US and I have stumbled across my why so I'm all about helping kids in poverty so my philosophy work I speak a lot there so that's amazing and I love how you said you figured out your why that was my turning point when it came to pageantry was like okay when I figured out my why that is when everything started going up so can you talk a little bit on that about that point from when you didn't really know your why to now being super super clear on it Absolutely. Well, Tori, I started my business in my middle 20s. So I was just kind of building it, um, doing what I love to do, but just didn't really understand how to actually live a proper life from the inside out. So I was looking for strategies, marketing strategies and so forth to build my business. But it wasn't until my 30s, really, that I started delving in gratitude. And I know you love this, Tori. Um, And I started writing a journal um, every day saying my I am statements and so forth. And It wasn't until like about three or four years later that I realized that kids was my true passion in life. And that's the reason why I'm here in this world. Um, And there's so many, there's a a billion children, Tori, a billion children living in poverty around the world. So it's my mission and my purpose to help those kids also have the opportunity to achieve their dream, whatever that dream may be. So, yeah. Yeah. We need more people like you in the world. I mean, one billion, that is crazy to wrap your mind around. And I know we were talking a little bit off camera about pageants in Australia. Let's touch on that a little bit and how much, how different it is from competing in a pageant in the United States. 
It definitely is different. It's got a different feel to it. I feel that uh, in, in America, the pageant ladies have been doing it since they were five. Um, in Australia, there's a lot of performing arts industry, um, but the, the pageantry as a young child isn't really there. So it's, it's not until you're the miss and the misses that you come into the pageantry world. So um, it definitely was amazing to see both sides of the coin as I'm living in America at the moment and I flew in and I, we spend about six months of the time in Australia every year, which is awesome. Yeah. So um, it, it's great to see both sides. And I have sisters, obviously, Sash sisters in Australia and in America. And it's just the culture. It's different, but it's, um, it's, it's great on both sides. So, yes, <laughs> I just picked up on something. Sash what? sisters. Yeah. Is that, that is awesome. Sash and her sister. <laughs> That is so cute. I love that. I love it. So you told me previously that you struggled with confidence when you were a little girl. Um, yeah. How have you really overcame a lot of those confidence um, issues? Thank you for asking me because when I was five, I was petrified at school. The teacher would ask me questions. And I think it's because I, I'm very creative. I think in a different way. And I didn't at school uh, commit to learning like ABCs, one, two, threes and mathematics. I, I, I thought in pictures. So um, learning the way every all the other kids did, it was difficult for me. So the teacher would say, stand up, Laura, and answer this. But she thought by pushing me, it would help me uh, and encourage me to learn faster, but it didn't. It made me shut down on the inside and um, it was quite a traumatic experience. So when my mom put me into acting, it was the supportive environment where you got in and did these creative plays with your friends and everyone would clap at the end of it in a supportive environment. And because of that, um, it built confidence in, in my later years, in my high school years. I just came out of my shell and everyone was like, whoa, where did that come from, Laura? <laughs> but I adopt those um, skills that I learned in acting into my everyday life. And that's how I'm able to speak publicly and share my passions and my heart to people. But if it wasn't for the performing arts and supportive community that there is, I don't think I would be here today talking to you, Tori. I'd be too petrified to get on to this camera and share who I am and what I'm about. So yeah, it's really um, being in a supportive community and having people around you that are like-minded and that really helps my confidence going forward. Yes, that's so beautiful. And what's really interesting there is that everybody kind of has that breakthrough moment in different areas for you as performing arts and, you know, acting. And there's a lot of listeners here, um, you know, with my channel, my podcast and and everything that are models and that are actors. And one thing that comes along with that industry is also being told no quite a bit. Absolutely. And, so, and you've had that experience as well in pageantry. So let's touch on that a little bit as far as when you got told no when it came to acting, with your confidence already being a little bit fra fragile, how did you get back up every single time you're being told no? It's definitely a difficult experience to go through, especially as a teenager. You put your heart and soul into auditioning, for example. I auditioned for NIDA, and the first time I auditioned for it, NIDA is a National Institute of Dramatic Art in Sydney, Australia, the one that Kate Blanchett went to. There you go. Oh, she how now, cool. She now owns it. But anyways, I auditioned twice. Uh, in my early 20s, I auditioned. I got knocked back, but I got to the final callbacks. So out of thousands of people around Australia, I got to the final 40, which was huge. Um, got knocked back and said I was too young so go travel I went traveling for three years came back and I got knocked back because they I got to the finals again and they said I was too old just go start oh. working and I was like are you kidding me <laughs> 
But Tori, we touched on this before. It's really important to know your why and to always do things that you love to do. I loved acting. I, I wasn't sure why I did. I just knew I loved it every time I was in a scene or meeting new actors, um, doing new productions, doing film and TV and so forth. I loved the whole experience. So it's really important to find the joy in what you're doing. And if Tori, if you don't enjoy it, maybe that's just not for you. Go find mm -hmm. the thing that you love because during doing the thing that you love, you will find your why and your purpose and that's when the power comes out into the world and you can do really cool things. Yeah, and you really, it's, it seems like a, it's a process, right? Like to figure out what that is. You have to kind of go in, a lot of times, did you find yourself going in different industries or different things or did you pretty much find it right away when it came to? Yeah. Yeah, so going back to your other question, Tori, as well, it kind of combines with what you just asked me. I think it's important to keep on going and not stop. Always follow your nose and don't stop because you get a negative response or a no or, um, or there's someone that says, you know, you should lose weight or you should have brown hair or whatever. Mm -hmm. Don't listen to the naysayers. Always stay to what you want. If, if it's um, being in Hollywood and you really want to get that contract or whatever. Um, oh, oh, oh my gosh. The, the actor that did the mask. Um, I'm having yes. a blank right now. With the nose. You were talking about, um, you know, listen, follow your nose. And yeah. Then yeah. Um, Jim Carrey is, is who I was thinking of. Yeah. Jim Carrey would every morning stand at the top of a mountain and like visualize and feel what he wanted to feel. And then I think it was, he was going for a million dollars. He wanted to get a million dollar check. And so he would visualize that every morning and he'd scream at the top of the lungs and do his <laughs> I am's and, and do all that crazy stuff that you think is crazy, but it's the great stuff that we should be doing every day. Yeah. And he actually manifested that million dollars. It, it was the mask that he got his first contract with and then you know the rest of the story mm -hmm. so it's really important to know what you want to do visualize it and keep on going and the negativity in the world let's face it we are surrounded by so much of it we need mm -hmm. to shut it out and actually Alicia said this amazing thing she said that the negativity is like the devil and you need to block it out by saying no no yeah. and you can control it in your mind and when you do that that's when you find your success in your life is really starting to play. So if you get the no, um, don't worry, just keep on going and manifest and be open to experiences because yes, I have kind of gone the left and gone the right. And then I found entrepreneurism. And then, so my acting career kind of has come away and now I've found pageantry because I've found my why in helping kids. So, but that's a great journey. Um, I just kept on following my nose, being open, rejecting negativity, doing my I am's, connecting internally to visualize, but always know that in the low moments, that is when magic happens because we find the answers to what we need in life. So, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, after every like crisis moment, just like we're going yeah. through now in our world, it's, it's yeah. going to be making history books, right? And yeah. it's just like in, in these crisis moments, there's always breakthrough on the other side. Yeah. So I'm curious, how have you used this time of quarantine to yeah. really like catapult you forward. Yeah, so it's so funny, Tori, like as you know, my philanthropy side of it, I've written a book and I wrote it in two weeks and I was so hesitant to write a book. I, for, for about three or four years, Tori, I wanted to write a book and I thought it was to write my experience of my performing to actors so that they can build a business. I thought it was that, but then through everything that's happened and following my nose through pageantry, I discovered 
why I needed to write my first book. And it was to help teenagers find success in their life and adopt habits every day that will help them control their mind, um, be in, in tune with their emotions and so forth. So I wrote a book within two weeks of COVID um, and now it's in the editing um, uh, area and we're, gonna, we're about to publish it. And I've connected to a non-for-profit which who is in alignment with exactly what I am to end poverty within children. So I haven't stopped. I obviously can't do in-person events, which I normally would, right. but I've just kind of done things that I've been putting on the back burner and I achieved it. And I said, no, I'm, I'm not going to um, put it on the back burner anymore. I really want to write a book. And I found the topic to write. So it's, it's really exciting. <laughs> That's exciting. You will have to tell me when that is like done. It's out in the world. I will buy it and totally support you in that for sure. That's really, really awesome. incredible. Thank you. Sorry, go ahead. I will announce in like two weeks time what the backstory of that book is. Um, We're connecting to an amazing non-for-profit, which I'm not going to say yet because we're about to launch it in two weeks, but it's very exciting. So if you buy the book, the profits will go to help kids in poverty. That's incredible. That's (laughs) amazing. You're doing great things. And so you just competed for Mrs. International, correct? Correct. (laughs) Mrs. Australia, how many contestants were in this pageant? So usually it's a little bit more COVID cut the numbers in half, but this year I think it was 35 contestants from around America and there was a couple of people outside of America and it was amazing. These women are so heart-centered, so passionate and doers in the world and it's really great to see other women wanting to make a difference and and connecting to their hearts. So yeah, it was an amazing week. (laughs) <laughs> that's incredible. And how did you do in the pageant? That's oh, thank that's you for question, asking. Right? I know a little yeah. bit of detail, but <laughs> so <laughs> I actually, I actually, I didn't get Mrs. International, which is fine. It's a blessing in disguise. I won the People's Choice Award, which means I have a lot of followers around the world who really were behind me, and they all voted for me online, which I'm so excited. So now I have that responsibility to really keep on going with my journey, which is just. Tori, if you had to ask me two years ago where I'd be right now, I'd be like, are you kidding me? No. <laughs> right? You just never yeah. know where God's going to lead us and where our path is going to take us. So first of all, congratulations on people's Thank choice. You. That is a huge, huge honor. And that's just definitely something to be recognized. So congratulations on that. And another thing is with a lot of my coaching programs and just me as a person who, you know, what I speak on is how pageantry has been a stepping stone And I know you said previously about a lot of girls in the U.S. compete in pageants at a young age. I actually didn't start till I was 18. Oh, no way. Which is crazy because I was playing sports growing up. And Ah. that was just my nature, you know? Yeah. And then when I started competing in pageantry, then, you know, after a few years of just wanting to win, I went on and discovered my why. Um, And that's why I relate with you so much. But one of the biggest things I believe with pageantry is using this opportunity and this experience that we gain from pageantry as a stepping stone to our next success. So tell me how pageantry has really been, you know, a learning opportunity, a phenomenal experience. You Mm -hmm. didn't get down and discouraged that you didn't win. It sounds like you have the same mindset as far as using this as, you know, a stepping stone to your next, your next success. Tori, absolutely. I as you know, I I came from a business background and I needed this platform to discover my purpose and my why. I knew I loved kids before because I was performing to them. My business is um, 
entertaining them at kids' parties. But, and I knew oh, I loved that, but I just knew that I was here to make a difference. And so through finding pageantry and that there was a, a local um, title holder in Utah and I found an article about her and I was like, oh my gosh, this is the platform. And I showed my husband and we decided to do it together. So it was just magical. And then through the process, I found my why. So absolutely pageantry, if, if anyone's out there listening to this who hasn't competed and they think it's all tiaras and high heels, Absolutely, you get to wear high heels and tiaras maybe, um, but it's actually about the internal work and, and the journey. And if, if you're in it to get the tiara, you're not gonna have the best journey of your life. Just be open to the journey and to attaching yourself to a, a platform that you really are passionate about. Because when you do that, that's when magic happens in your life. And as you did, um, Tori, you went on, I wanted to say tiara, <laughs> Tori, uh, you went on to do amazing things and to empower women and so forth. And I know that there's a lot of women in the past who've also done a similar road. So if you're out there and listening to this and you're thinking, I don't know, it's all about bikinis. It's really not just enter and have fun and absolutely use Tori because Tori is the best coach ever. <laughs> coaching is important though. I use coaching through my process and that's how I was able to kind of peel myself like an onion so yeah mm -hmm. yeah I like that concept peel yourself like an onion and it's really true as far as coaching goes you know whether it is me thank you for that little that little note but whether it is me or somebody else you know it's like there it's not one size fits all for coaching so what would you suggest when you were looking for coaches because there are so many of us out there um and granted I don't do like the runway and all that sort of thing I do mindset and confidence just exactly what you're speaking on so yeah. when you're finding a coach or even now as, you know, an entrepreneur, a business owner, who do you look for? What kind of qualities do you look for in a mentor? You look for, and this applies to all aspects of life. When you're wanting to choose things, listen to your internal heart. If you feel good when you're listening to something and it resonates within that's who you're supposed to be because I believe that God sends us who we need to be with at that, at that time in life. So really listen to it. If it doesn't feel right and you're going, mm, uh, then that's not the person for you. So really listen to your inner GPS, if you will. Uh, and that's the person. So I actually looked on YouTube a lot uh, and I was researching platforms and pageantry and people who were involved in the systems and past title holders. And I always look to the people who have gone ahead and I follow what they do. So I did a lot of research. So yeah, do your research, but listen to your internal guide, guidance system. And Tori, when I came across you because of Alicia, I was just like, you are amazing. You are, you have all the secrets to the success mindset and this information needs to be with the whole world. So keep on doing what you're doing. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. I really, really appreciate those sweet words. I, I really do. So as far as any other lasting pieces of advice for any women listening, whether they are competing in pageants, maybe they're an entrepreneur wanting to become a public speaker. You're incredible at that. Yes. What would you, what kind of advice would you like to give them? always do what you love to do. That's how I was able to build a business, um, find my why and be of service to the world. And, you know, when you think about being of service to the world for someone who has no idea what they love to do, that sounds like a big thing. So don't 
just forget I said that. Just do what you love to do, the first step. Because when you do the things you love to do and, and you're open, then that is when you find massive success in your life and you just keep on going along those roads. Um, I, I will say, Tori, that this world that we live in, especially in these times, it's filled with negativity. Now, we have the choice. We can choose to either go on the negative road or we can choose to be positive. So if you're around people who are constantly complaining or, or if you're being in a pageant and you weren't happy with the results and, and you're around people who complain, just back yourself away. And I'll tell you why, because you're actually destroying your inner energy and your energy is what you use to create in this world. Um, if, if you're around negativity, it will take you down into a deep, dark hole. If you're around positive people, then that will build you up and you'll keep on going on this amazing life journey and you'll look back and you'll be like, I can't believe I just did those things. So it's really important to choose. Do you wanna be on the negative train or the positive train? Choose today your thoughts. And if you get the negative thoughts, it's okay. Just say, I don't think so devil, this is what I'm about. And, and you have the power within. Don't look at the TV and think, but this world, COVID and this and that, no, shut it off. You have the power and it's all within. So I write about that in my book too. So. <laughs> That's beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Laura, for just coming on today and sharing your love and light with everybody. And I'm just really excited to see your book come out. Everybody, go buy her book when it comes out, please. Where will people be able to contact you if they have any questions at all and also purchase your book in a few weeks, hopefully? Thank you so much. I do have, it, it is my name, Laura Jane Ratliff or on all Instagram and website and so forth. But if you don't know how to spell that, just text 888-111-LAURA and then you'll get all of my social media handles. Amazing. Love it. Well, thank you so much, Laura. And it was such a joy chatting with you. And hopefully one of these times I'm going to come visit you in Australia. You're <laughs> always welcome. As I said, if I'm not there, you've got the key. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Thanks for listening to it's breakthrough time podcast. If you liked what you heard, please share with your friends on social media, subscribe and review on iTunes. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Thanks for listening. Until next time, be unstoppable.